0: Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had the amazing opportunity to speak with Michael J. Woodard over Zoom Video. Michael was born and raised in Philadelphia, and he talks about how he got into music. He got into music at a very early age. His mother heard him singing in the bathtub when he was five years old and knew that he was going to be a singer at that point. He started learning piano around eight And he talked about how at eight years old, he knew he wanted to be a singer. He told us he attended a performing arts school starting in kindergarten. When he was in high school, he landed a spot on a reality singing television show that was on the Hub Network. He was one of 12 contestants, and he ended up winning the entire show. He talks about that. He told us about his time at the Musicians Institute in Hollywood, where he was going for college. Another reality TV show he was on where he was passed through by all four judges. They wanted him in, and somehow the producers decided he wasn't going to make the show. So they told him he should audition for American Idol because it was coming back onto ABC. He ended up making it onto American Idol, and as we know, he was top five. (laughs) So he tells us about that. He's the third artist signed to Katy Perry's record label. We learn about how he kept in touch with Katy Perry where he was when the pandemic hit, how he wrote 150 songs over the course of the last year and a half. He talks about the songs he has out currently. And he also tells us a little bit about the Netflix movie that he stars in called Arlo the Alligator Boy. You can watch our interview with Michael on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringinitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase. Because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're Bringing It Backwards with Michael J. Woodard. Hey, Michael, so this podcast is about you, man, and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now.
1: Oh, my gosh. What a setup. What a setup.
0: And awesome. I'm so
1: excited. Very cool. Where were you born and raised? I was born in, hold on, let me just make sure I'm speaking it here. Um, I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and raised in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for 18 years.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What was it like growing up in Philadelphia?
1: Oh my gosh, well the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um that's one. And then um it was great because it was it, it's very family oriented. It's huge but it's small. So everybody knows everyone. Like, you know, I I kind of came up with that the other day when I was talking to my mom because we had gotten a call from someone and it had been so long since I talked to them but it just made me remember like wow a lot of people know me and I really know a lot of people you know That's so really cool. it's 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 community based which is is great about Philadelphia for sure Did you grow up in the city? I grew up in the city. I am okay. a city boy. So public transportation was my thing.
0: Yeah, what's that like? Thing. I mean, talk about freedom, right?
1: freedom yes yes <laughs> freedom but also stress yeah <laughs> stressful but yeah it was um i'm a city boy for sure yeah okay. you know. very cool
0: and how did you get into music when did you realize you could sing
1: oh my gosh i was pretty young and i was about i'll say five but you know what i always knew what i wanted to do from a young age but it didn't really turn into me really knowing that this mm-hmm. is what I wanted to do until I was like eight years old. Like when I was five, like it's just everybody found out that I could sing. Like my mom heard me singing in the bathtub one day and she was like, oh my God, like my son is he's a vocalist. What are we going to uh-huh. do? And then I started singing in like uh Christmas pageants at school and Christmas play, not Christmas plays, but plays. And then my church um that I grew up in, like fully backed it, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I had. Uh, solos on Sundays, and and that's kind of when it when it developed, and everybody found out. Ooh, this boy can he can blow. He can sing. <laughs> that's cool, especially
0: that your mom was that supportive and really you know realized what talent you had and ran with it. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very lucky to have the the mother that I have from a young age. Like you know, she's been through this process with me like side by side. So yeah,
0: that's so cool. Yeah.
1: Um, you mentioned like.
0: You didn't know what you wanted to do until you were eight. I mean, eight still really young, and you only been like you talking about singing at five. So we're three years in, and you're like, "This is what I'm gonna do." You just yeah. knew that.
1: I just, you know, I just knew Adam because I I don't know. It was l- luckily singers and artists in general. I think it's always something that they find out well, majority of them, it's always something that they find out this is what they want to do at a young age. And then Mm -hmm. like, as the years go by, you know, you, some people are probably hit with like the question after analyzing everything, like, is this really what I want to do? But you always find out when you're really young, you know, Mm -hmm. you always do.
0: And Um, you kind of also can land in that spot where it's like, this really isn't that stable of a career, right? Like, yeah.
1: Oh, we all, we all get hit with it, especially, you know, this is, when you want to be an artist you're in it for the long the long haul so you know there are years sometimes when nothing happens um Mm -hmm. and then you're like faced with uh you know i gotta make some money in the future like is this what you want to do but you know um the champions are definitely the people that stick it out and would would die go go to the grave for their art you know i'm sure (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) what was there a moment when you were eight like that you can recall being like oh this is definitely, I have no interest in doing anything aside from this, as far as like.
1: I think if I, I've, I've had a couple stages. Like, I, I know that eight was like the first one because that was like when I had my first Broadway audition. Wow. Hey. You auditioned on Broadway that early? I what? did. I did. Okay. And I was I was as green as they come. I was definitely <laughs> a diamond in the rough. Like, I remember my first audition and they asked me how many brothers or sisters that I had. And it goes back to like being in Philadelphia and knowing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So that meant that means I have like a lot of God brothers and God, God sisters. Oh, sure. So I remember, yeah. I remember telling the casting agent that I had like six, a combination of six brothers and and sisters. And it's not the truth. I only I only had one one sister and and two brothers on my dad's side. You know, okay. but I definitely stretched it out. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's one of the the moments that I definitely realize this is what I wanted to do. And then I had another moment about like maybe two years afterwards when like Justin Bieber came on, came out on the scene. And, you know, I, I saw his like one time music video playing on MTV and I was like, I can do this like I can definitely do this. And then I went into my mom's room and had like a whole two hour conversation about it. So yeah. <laughs> um, what did you do you play an instrument? I do. I play the
0: piano piano when when did you start playing piano
1: that was that was a young age too okay. i think it was around around eight i remember my first piano instructor his name was mr less he was great but you, yeah were you going through recitals and all that fun stuff too I did. I did all of that, all okay. the recitals and, and things like that. I wish I stuck with it, though, because now I'm like, I, I consider myself to be a trained pianist by ear. But mm-hmm. I wish that I would have stuck, stuck it out in classes for sure. You know? OK.
0: But, but yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can hear it, you can play it. Right. I mean, yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> did you go to school for music at all? So I went I've I've always been in performing arts um, schools from young age um from kindergarten so my first school was um heavily based in in the performing arts as a matter of fact it was um named meredith elementary school for performing arts so um and then high school was a little different because i was um homeschooled for a majority of it But I guess you could say is still the arts, because that's around the time I started to really develop my songwriting and producing skills, you know, just not having anything to do every day and, you know, just going and recording and songwriting. And then um, for college, I I went to a music school uh, named Musicians Institute on Hollywood Boulevard.
0: Oh, you so, did. Yeah. Oh, Cool. OK, I so did. you moved out to I L.A. For, for college. I did.
1: I okay. um, in 2016. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. You talked about songwriting in high school. Is that when you started to really attempt the songwriting thing or like, when did that start?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I started, I feel like I wrote my first song when I was 11, I'm going to say. Wow. And you've been 11. doing this for a long time. I mean, a long, young age, like yeah, 11 years I old to write
0: music. That's cool. I know.
1: I know. My, my story has a lot of layers. To it you know because i started <laughs> so young so i have like several different um eras in my life of this music i love thing, it i
0: love it yeah so from that era what was the next era then from the like you started writing songs you were recording them also in high school
1: yeah so well i started writing songs i feel like about the age of 11 i remember writing having a, a microsoft word document and that's how like Probably out of touch and, and young I was with like how to, you know, really write songs. Like when I was eleven, writing a, a Microsoft Word document, there's probably like seven hundred thousand people in the studio like doing it correctly. Right. But you know, I thought that's how you did it. So yeah, you don't know, you know right? and it was I, I have I had no clue, and it was like really long, and I would like you know open it up every day and like sing it all by memorization, and then as as time went on, I um, winded up being able to get a uh, software for um software uh for recording yeah for recording mm-hmm. and um i hooked it up in my room two speakers keyboard monitor um microphone headphones all of that and um i i started working with that in the ninth grade so i spent four years of high school like developing that skill and sharpening that um that tool songwriting and producing and um, I would upload those things to SoundCloud, like the finished products, which uh-huh. were only like six, six songs that I really uploaded to SoundCloud in that time. And then I have like a bunch of songs that are just like unfinished that in my mind I've locked away and I'm like, I'm going to revisit those. One day.
0: <laughs> With those six songs, what was the next step? Like, did you see did one of them blow up or like how did you kind of progress in your career?
1: Yeah. So after after like releasing those songs, it was a bunch of things I was doing in that time span. So vine, the app vine was out at the time. Okay. And, um, I use that to like, I would post six second freestyles of like things that I would just come up with. And, you know, like, things that I would write. And then I would post it on Vine. And one of those things went viral, which was, it was really? this Vine that I wrote. It was like, I keep holding on to you and you keep letting go. And it was like a six second clip. It ended up going viral on Vine. And then I would just like use that fan base that I had like collected. Mm-hmm. And then I would go ahead and release the songs that I had been working on while being in that Vine. Oh yeah, uh, brilliant, era. right. You know?
0: What was it like having a viral song like that or a viral moment? Was it something that just kind of woke up
1: to or was it like a slow burn? It was like a fast, slow burn because that's the magic of of social media for sure, Mm because it's like you never know what's going to hit. But when it does, it is the most exciting feeling because you're on cloud nine for weeks and months. Right. Right. You know, because you're seeing it grow steadily a lot. But, you know, it's it's slow. It's over time. So I think as soon as I posted it, you could tell that it's special because of the reaction that you get from the followers that you already have. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is great. And then you go to sleep and then you wake up to like a thousand and then you go to school. And then a couple hours later, it's like at three thousand, four thousand. It just goes on every day and every day like that. It's Mm -hmm. like TikTok, you know, Yeah, it happens on TikTok, too. But yeah. Yeah. it 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 was pretty cool to know like what I was creating was being reciprocated so well, you know? Sure. Like a it validating moment so well. for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I did it cause I, I do it cause I love it, but you know, it's good to have that little, you know, right, uh, of uh, course. reassuring moment.
0: Yeah. Like, okay, I am doing what I should be doing. If no one cared at all and you've been, you know, then it's like, well, maybe I should probably think about trying something
1: else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But it was great. It was great. That's cool.
0: How old are you when that Vine thing happened or like what grade were you in?
1: I was like 15. 15 Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're still in high school. I was in high school. Yeah, still. Um, Yeah, but it it all it all definitely happened for the best because I had like went through this dark period around the time because I had um, just another part of my life story. I went through I did this uh, reality competition called Majors and Minors. Um it was like on the hub network I had won it, but like the deal fell oh, through really
0: I didn't, didn't go well. tell me about this show I didn't even, I've never even heard of it I feel bad
1: no, it's okay. I don't think a a lot of people did but at the same time you know, it was more so underground really shows don't pick up till like the second season so you know sure um but yeah I had did this competition like just going back to me being young
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um you know coming from, pursuing it at such a young age, like at the age of 12, I had auditioned for this reality uh, TV show and um, like 40,000 kids auditioned and only 12 were selected. And um, I was one of the 12. So they bought us out to LA mm-hmm. and that was like my first introduction to Los Angeles, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and being so young, that also plays a part into knowing that this is what you want to do because I just fell in love. And they it, the show really taught us the ins and outs of like the industry, like recording songwriting and, um, also performing. And, um, I, I just fell in love. I, I had never really viewed it from viewed the industry from a secular standpoint, cause mm-hmm. I had been singing gospel like all my life prior to. So this was the first time, like I'm covering like baby by Justin Bieber and like, forget you by CeeLo green and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And like, um, writing an r&b song you know like th- that was like my first introduction to the industry really and you know i fell in love so afterwards i winded up winning the show because it was a competition was and, it like um,
0: similar to i mean uh, we'll talk about it because obviously you're on yeah. american idol too but um is it similar like what's the vibe of the show like i'm uh, is it like 12 people yeah. perform and then you have judges that go you know you're not yeah.
1: advancing or how did how they have it set up yeah, So it was just like 12 kids that were really mm-hmm. talented and wanted to pursue careers in the arts, all singers. Um, and we would have like celebrity mentors and, you know, established artists that were working. You know, they would come in like I met Adam, um, Adam Lambert. Oh, wow. He, he was, he was like, getting in that way early, wasn't he? <laughs> it, you know, it was, but I think this was like about three years after he had um, competed on American Idol. So oh, okay. you know, yeah. So I met him. I met Avril Levine, Wow, Gordon Sparks, Ryan yeah. Tedder,
0: Adam um, Lambert went to my high school. He's a couple years older than me. He did not. Oh, did. that's crazy.
1: No, it's oh, he, okay. Go ahead. Both of your names are Adam.
0: Yeah. Well, real quick, Great. I know this isn't about me, but it it's funny that okay. So his brother was my age. He, he was older. Um, but when he was on American Idol, I have a sister that's eleven years younger than me. Wow. And she was in I. think. I think ninth grade, maybe, or I think eighth or ninth grade. And you know how yeah. they do on the hometown thing where yes. they come back home. He sure. played at the high school and they brought all the kids from the middle school and the high school. So she like got to go see him like at the play at the school for the American Idol thing. I just thought That, was that cool. is
1: crazy. Yeah. They
0: just took everybody out of school that day and they're like, go, you know, you get to watch him perform or whatever.
1: Wow. I bet you that's probably like so nostalgic for her. For
0: sure. I know. Right. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that is nuts.
0: <laughs> She's like, do you that's know, crazy. did you know him? Cause I'm older. I'm like, no, I knew his brother. He was yeah. even older than me, but yeah, it was just, it was just funny. So anyway, wow. sorry. <laughs>
1: no, that's okay. And I live, I live for it. You
0: know, a good so, story. So that show, so you, what you auditioned? What in person? You said 40,000 people did it. You got picked up and you, yeah. you move through You're 12 and you go on through the competition. You ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And what happens yeah. when you win? I mean, I slide from the like,
1: the cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is all, always great, you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so I ended up uh, winning, and um, it was like you would win a record deal, but it kind of like fell through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was unfortunate. Um, but I was so I was young. And it was very kind like, of depressing.
0: Yeah, defeating, or you gotta like, is this something was, I should keep going?
1: It, yeah, it, it it was it was definitely depressing because it was like months and months of like, you know, you know, surviving off of the um, I guess idea that you're going to go back to L A. and like you're going mm-hmm. to start your career, career you know, as an artist, because you yeah. just won the show. But it it like it didn't happen that way, so it was very it was very depressing for for mm-hmm. me as a as a chap as a young kid but i um, can definitely see that yeah so it was kind of like uh four years of that which played a part of me going into homeschool because i hated like the actual high school um that i was in but it the beauty in that was like learning how the industry works so young and also Mm -hmm. being able to cope with that rejection kind of like made me tougher and you have to be really tough for this industry yeah you gotta have Um, some thick skin don't you Thick skin um so so yeah but like moving on like onward that four years is like the time that I really like dove into developing my sound and developing my voice and developing my art you know Mm -hmm. because and that's how I was able to the show is how I was able to afford my little home studio system. So, all oh, cool. Tied into that.
0: All right. Um, With
1: yeah. Real quick, on the, you said you had to go,
0: you know, after the show, you returned. Did you ever return to high school or did you just start doing homeschool right after the show?
1: I returned to high school, but I hated it because. What
0: was that uh, like? Like, were people like, I mean, I could uh, of were people nice to you? Were they like jealous of you? I mean, you were on this national tel- television show and you win the whole thing. Like, did that yeah. help your high school experience or hinder it?
1: No, like, really, Philly is so, so community based. So okay. when when you're living there, you actually do get um, a lot of support. And I'm sure there are like naysayers, like I'm sure my mom can give you plenty of, of stories, <laughs> you know, because but I was like, so green, you know, and yeah. and like, what I bushy tailed, like, I was like, you know, I didn't really hear any hear any hater or, or really mm-hmm. receive any, especially from my peers. And like my friends, they were the most supportive, like, the that's most great. supportive. That's so cool. high school wasn't really a bad experience because of like the people that I was around. It was just because I I knew that I wanted to be somewhere that wasn't high school in Philadelphia. Right, of course. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like I wanted to be living my dream. You know, I just yeah. had like gotten gotten, um, you know, home from the dream and I wanted to go back, you know, okay. so that's so why. How, do, how do
0: you continue on after the record deal falls out and everything?
1: Oh, my God. Um, Well, buying studio equipment and (laughs) making songs and kind of like developing an online fan base um, around the time and also planning goals for my future. Like I knew that that was not the last time I was going to be in L.A. I was like, I need to get back there somehow. Mm -hmm. And um, as time goes by, it's time for college. So when I got to college after like writing these songs and, you know, developing my artistry, I knew that that was my escape. Mm-hmm. So my mom found a school called Musicians Institute. Um and before before even jumping into that um story like it's funny like around the time that the college conversation started to happen like I wasn't going to go to school for music cuz I think I had been like so jaded, you know, by being in Philadelphia oh, yeah. for so long. I was like maybe maybe I should go to college for like something else. Like so I was going to go for psychology. Okay. Oh, cool. and uh, but me and my mom like had this conversation and she was and I was like so miserable I was like mom I don't think I want to I don't think I can do this like I have to go for music and she was like it's very like quotable like if I ever did a movie for myself or, like one one day if there's like a biopic you know like I would definitely include this line but my mom was like you just can't get away from the music can you and I was like no it was so dramatic but like, I love that. Was, I can it hear was so that genuine. in like a
0: trailer for your life. Like
1: for <laughs> real, for real, for real, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously Adam. but it was it was the most genuine moment. But then as you like a- analyze it years later, it's like, wow, we were so dramatic. But it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> so it, but it, it was real. It was definitely real.
0: That's cool. So she obviously got on board, sent you to school in, in Hollywood
1: she did she did um and i know that was hard for hard for her but i think she knew how much i wanted this and mm-hmm. like yeah just how much i wanted it and um based off of her faith and her believing that i was going to be okay like she just she sent me off and i i knew that i wanted to to come to hollywood for sure like mm-hmm. i i had been there when i was young and then like we had two trips there in between the time i shot that um reality show and in between the time I went to college, like we went back twice. So um, I definitely was well accustomed to like L.A. and I was like, this is where I want to go. And um, yeah, so when college came around, I just went.
0: Were you going back to do like like songwriting sessions or was it just to kind of meet people Mm -hmm. meetings, like get your foot in the door? Um,
1: no, just visiting with friends Um, and 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 also like auditions, like just just little things. Um, Okay. Because even my sister was involved. Um, I have a little sister, um, not that little. Like you know, she's like four <laughs> years younger than me. But yeah, she was getting involved, and she was like auditioning for commercials and things. Oh, so okay. um, we just we just went to get more well accustomed with like um, what that life is like, you know, mm-hmm. in the more, for like starving artists, you know. Yeah. Like just trying to get sense. your foot in the door. Yeah. Sure.
0: So you go there to sc- go to school, and then what's the next chapter? <sighs>
1: College. Oh, boy.
0: Uh-huh. College, okay. college,
1: college. So, yeah. So I moved out here for school um, and also still pursuing music like any avenue where I could be able to perform like I definitely took. Um, and luckily, my school was very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'll always plug Musicians Institute, because I think it's it's one of the most perfect um, experiences for a young adult wanting to get their education in music, but also um, not being shy to the reality that you have to kind of like pursue it as soon as possible. Cause uh-huh. you know, the music industry doesn't really wait for anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, they, they definitely, the school was the right choice for me cause they expressed to me, they're like, Michael, get your education but also if there's an audition go for it if there's a show play it you know if there's an opportunity seek it That's you know cool. so um it, it was great but um then you don't have
0: to juggle yeah. the two it's like do i need to go to class or should i take this opportunity that maybe someone is going to be in the audience that sees me or you know anything exactly. like that
1: Exactly. So it the, the um college the college experience ties into American Idol because I auditioned for American Idol through my college in the Really? Of OK,
0: Yeah. so you didn't it wasn't like they found your song or a vine and they were like, oh, yeah, like we were interested. You went through. Did you wait in the line or did you get a little bit of a head? OK,
1: and this is the story. I want to hear Stop. it. Um, <laughs> one day I was sitting in, um, what was it called? I think. It, oh, vocal. so it was like um, my vocal performance class. So okay. this is a class that you have to you're giving like standards, contemporary standards, you know, like um, songs that mm-hmm. play on the radio right, um right. you know you're giving me songs and you have to perform them um every class you know you're assigned to um a song every class so i was sitting in this class and i got a email um on my school's email at the time and i'm like they they said that they're having auditions for um this show that i can't name because this there's, there's a show before american idol that i auditioned for oh, so okay. um you know, but yeah, I'm just playing it safe with that. So I auditioned. So I got the <laughs> email it. for the show and, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, the school's holding auditions for it. And I literally had one, I checked the email one hour before um, the deadline to audition. Wow. So I submitted like this video of me singing that was on YouTube and um, they were like, yeah, cool. Come audition. So I went to like the auditorium the next day or the mm-hmm. theater as musicians Institute would call it, mm-hmm. um, went to the theater like the next day and auditioned in front of like the Dean and the casting director from this, you know, the huge show. reality show. Um, I wound up making it through um, shout out to my, to my school for, you know, making the connection. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to meet with, did the whole formal casting meeting with the producers and I wound up making it to the stage, um, actually shooting an episode of the show. Mm -hmm. I ended up making it through um, four yeses from the judges. And then I got an email a week later that they wouldn't be accepting me into the next round. So you can imagine how crushing that was. What? Yeah, but the twist here, Adam, is in the email, they said that they were bringing back a show called American Idol. Um, You know, it had been off air for a while, but they said Uh they're bringing it back and they wanted me to come audition for that. No lines, just like um, an audition in front of the producers. So they're like, um, you're not
0: going to be on this show, even though everybody wanted you on this show. You're not going to be there, but you have this opportunity to try out for American Idol now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So around
1: this time, it, it was it's very weird, and the oh my god, so many stories people could probably tell you about what goes on behind the scenes. But it was it was hard because you know we're in college now. You mm-hmm. know we're and I started when I was eight, so yeah. you can imagine like at least ten year grind, <laughs> ten year grind, and you know I was well accustomed with like the reality TV thing, like mm-hmm. um, and yeah, all, you had all already won one. Yeah, I had already won one and. Then, in between that time and and the whole like rejection from that big reality TV show, like mm-hmm. I had went out for like The Voice a couple times, and like oh, you this, know, I, I thought you're I thought for sure you're talking about The Voice. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, just just compartmentalize after the interview. You'll yeah, definitely I will. Get it. I mean now because
0: I'm like reeling in my head. I'm like this has got to be the voice <laughs> he's talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right okay, but uh yeah, it was um. You, you know it was hard because I already had suffered from so much rejection prior to mm-hmm. and um. So when I got the email about coming to audition for um, American Idol, you as you could imagine, I was pretty like hesitant mm-hmm. and um, you know, reluctant to go for sure. Like I just was like, I don't wanna, I don't, I want to prevent as much rejection from now on as possible. Like I'm right. not yeah. for this right now. Like it's. This is not going to be good for me if this is a no, all right.
0: um,
1: but I went, I went, you know, and mm-hmm. it was probably one of the worst auditions of my life. Like I had a is cold. Is that right? Yeah, oh. I had a cold. I already had like this attitude, like being so mad about like, yeah. all these of know, competition shows are like I was, I was so upset and it was like the producers of American Idol really didn't do anything to me, you know, but I was like, I was so over it you know and Mm -hmm. um luckily by the grace of god the um casting director that actually sent me the email you know he he had already heard how i how i sounded and how he he um, knew yeah you know the audition was
0: just kind of like maybe just going through the motions
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so i'm i'm i hope i'm pretty sure that he put in a good word for me um but it, it goes to show that like when it's meant for you, like it's meant for you and not even you can mess it up because I I thought I messed it up. And I was like, I was so angry. I didn't even care after the fact. I was like, mom, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, and then like I was leaving the building and somebody chased me out and was like, Michael, wait, come back. Like, you know, the storyline producers want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh Mom, I'll call you back. You know, and then I went back and I um, talked to the producers for like two hours and the rest was like history. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. And then d- did you go what to Hollywood week? You're already in Hollywood.
1: This is when I met Katie. OK, yeah. this is wow. When I met Katie and, um,
0: and she changed everything for you, right? It's, I mean, yeah, with the, the record label and everything. well, I want to hear about that. So you go yeah. on American Idol, you make it to the top five, right?
1: Yes. OK, I-
0: which is. um crazy it doesn't happen like no No. i've interviewed a a couple people from american idol yeah and everybody has a similar story and i think uh, different but similar in the sense Mm -hmm. that it's crazy to me that they let you guys have your phones the entire time right so you're just reading twitter and everything else about (laughs) people what the people are saying about you was that hard not to do
1: oh my god it was it was easy to do but it was like, I, I don't even I don't even think I hesitated. Like after a performance, uh-huh. I would definitely go straight to my phone. Really? All the time. Everybody what, like,
0: would. But, you know, like all the comments are going to be positive, even because everyone hates no matter what. Because they can behind a phone. Right. Yeah, They can. So, they can. So was that hard to keep going on and keep your
1: confidence level up? I, you know what, I, Adam, you're going to make me flex because this is like <laughs> an unintentional <laughs> flex. I want to like, hear it. I'm very humble but Uh as you could probably can tell and but like i didn't really receive that much
0: oh that's (laughs) great
1: that's great it's a good thing it's a good thing you would go and i remember there was one time i had this one performance where i knew it sucked i knew it sucked um but it the the reception wasn't horrible from uh uh from the other like six or seven that i did on the show so Yeah. Well, it's like you could even nail. But I guess my point
0: is you could nail it up there. Right. And some idiot in wherever part of the country can just not like you for whatever reason and be like, "Eh, Michael sucks. Why
1: is he on the show? It's like, yeah,
0: because it's so subjective. But it's just yeah, yeah,
1: that's why it's good to have confidence. And and it's good to make sure that a majority of the reassuring comes from within, you know, Mm -hmm. because like you have to know that you did good, you know? Right. Right there were moments where I'm like, I nailed this, I think, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm pretty sure I did good. And, mm-hmm. and then you go to the comment section. And it, it, if you see some negative comments, like it doesn't get you down. Mm-hmm. And of course, like you see some, but I'm just glad that the majority of comments were always positive. That's great. Um, you know, which could play a part in why I made it so far. That's,
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, you made it. OK, so you make it obviously top five. And then when does the conversation yeah. with Katie Perry happen about like working together and, oh you know, this gosh. venture and everything that's going on now?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll start from the first audition. Let's um, hear it. I so I had made it past the producers round and mm-hmm. I was like in, in class. I was still at Musicians Institute and I had only been at Musicians Institute for maybe like two years and, uh, as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was in class I was in the Photoshop class I remember like it was yesterday and um, raised my hand I said hey I have to step out for a second Um, and I talked to one of the producers and it was like Michael you know you've made it through you have made it through pretty much you're Uh coming to audition in front of the judges so I went and auditioned how cool is
0: that were you were you stoked when you got the phone call or was it kind of like oh I'm back involved in this this whole reality TV mess again.
1: Oh my god! Well, I was I was definitely stoked. Um okay. And and by this time I had gotten over the hump.
0: Okay. So I, I didn't know if you're still the the in hump. the in the hump. I didn't know. No. Okay, you're out of. Could the you hump.
1: imagine? I I would hate to like be so pretentious, like the whole reality <laughs> competition, you know, experience. Right. Well, like, I mean, oh, once they air you on the
0: episode, I think maybe you'd be like, see, <laughs> you know, or you're doing the live shows, like, but it's like you, yeah. you made it through before, and they still didn't want. To
1: keep no, moving. I was I was on cloud nine. I was feeling okay. much better about life in general. You know, I, like um, okay. I was good. I had like dealt with, you know, my trauma <laughs> rejection by the time I got the phone call. But I was still I wasn't angry, but I was still nervous. Like I was okay. nervous. I was like, you know, I'm grateful to have even made it to the judges because like I just knew even that didn't happen, making it that far. Mm-mm. Um, But I will say I had no idea, Katie liked me as much as everybody was telling me the whole time really? i had no idea I, because i was just focused on making it to like the next round you mm-hmm. know i was like i had almost got, i was like getting kicked out of my dorm around the time i needed a place to stay you know i just wanted to make it make it through you know mm-hmm. um but it, it was it was definitely a a great eye-opening um, experience for me, but yeah, I made it past the Hollywood judges and then came Hollywood week. Um, and, and the craziness that is Hollywood week. Um, and that's kind of when I had my moment uh, saying like this, this song called, maybe this time, uh, from the Broadway classic cabaret.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's kind of like when I think everybody had a realization, like who I was. And even, I think I had a realization at that moment who I was too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then time goes past, you know, you perform and perform and form, you make it through and make it through. And then, um, before you know it, you're like in the top 10, it turns into the top seven, that turns into the top five. And around this time, I think when I made it to the top five, I think I was, I was ready. I was like, you know, I think, I think I've, I've, I've made um, my stance on the show. I right, think made everybody an impact. Knows, you know, made an impact. And I think I was just like ready, you know, okay. to go ahead and and live life and, Go and pursue my career, you know, from the fans mm-hmm. that I had acquired. Sure. Um yeah. And I I went home and then comes the story of me getting signed afterwards. So you yeah. come
0: home, obviously the show continues on. Are you you're probably watching it or whatever, right? Trying to one see what episode.
1: Happened. I only missed one episode, Adam. I got sent home right before the finale. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, because it would go top three then, right? Okay. Yeah, so, top three. So- so then you watch the episode, or you, uh, maybe you don't watch the episode, and then the, the season's over, right? And then what? You get a phone call from Katy Perry, and she's like,
1: "Hey, um... <laughs> yeah, well, so the season the season's over." And I I flew to New York actually. Like I didn't really go home at all. Okay. I um I think what people say, uh, "I went home," like they just they're insinuating they um they're implying right. they left the show right right Or they got sent home right um. So, yep. So I flew to New York because we had to do something to promote the show um, for for the network Mm -hmm. for ABC. And um, is it ABC or CBS?
0: It's ABC. It's It's ABC. ABC. It was on Fox. Then I think I went back to ABC. It was ABC. Yes.
1: Yeah. Love ABC, by the way. Love it. Um, So, yeah, uh, got sent home. But I really went to New York to just promote the show for um, the uh, you know, high ups at ABC, you know, uh-huh. like I sang some songs with the rest of the cast members. And then I flew back for the finale Um, right after because okay. I performed a song with um, one of my heroes, Yolanda Adams. She's a great gospel singer. Um, and then came the conversation with my manager at okay. the time who told me like, yeah, Katie will sign you tomorrow. And that's how I find out, found out. Wow.
0: Did you know she yeah. had a label? Because you're only third person that she signed.
1: I'm a third person, but I had no clue. No, I, I really had no clue. I think I was just infatuated with, you know, who who the legend that Katy Perry is. You know, I was I just I wasn't really thinking about getting signed by a judge or like by anybody watching the show because it, it rarely happens anymore. Yeah, back in the it day it did. But now it doesn't happen as much, you know, where you'll get the call that a label exec is like watching the show and it's like, Hey, I want to meet with you. It doesn't happen. So for Katie to, you know, trust that I was, you know, the, the right decision. Like I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I definitely didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming at all. That's what, when did you get signed with, with her?
0: Was that 2019 or 2019? I went on,
1: I went on tour in 2018 for three months, three months, which was another eye opening um experience for me um that showed me kind of like the ins and outs of touring and I fell in love with it. Um but throughout tour, like I will always I had a chain of uh communication with Katie which I'm so grateful for. Um because me and my PTSD with rejection, like (laughs) I was like, God, I hope Katie isn't renigging. Like, you know, like most of the time that's how my thoughts were and I was like, ah, so I like DM'd her. And she would reply back. But literally what I appreciate is that she was so um, blatant and like blunt with it. Like it wasn't like, you know, her being super um, mysterious and like, yeah, you know, she was literally she literally told me like, no, you're getting signed. Like, don't worry. Like she just reassured me, you know, Uh verbatim. So it's like. Yeah, she's so amazing for that. Cause as an art, as her being like a starving artist, one time in her career, like I know that she probably understood Michael's probably suffering right now. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. And so do you you got a couple of songs
0: and new songs out. Um, were those did she work with you on the record or like how does like what is her role in in this like when she signed you?
1: Yeah. So um, shortly after in two thousand nineteen, I um, started my recording process which okay. is another layer of my life story. Um, <laughs> so many, so many moments. We need a couple of hours at them. I'm being very like, I'm just giving you a lot of summer summarization right now. I love it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So 2019, I got signed and then I started recording and it was it's on a uh, development basis, which I'm really uh-huh. grateful for. You don't really see artists getting developed in today's no. day and time, which no. is. You you do need that for I, I would say generally in the industry mm-hmm. we should get back to that um, you I know it's a good agree. way to create stars for sure yeah um, but yeah on the on a uh, development basis um, I started recording and Katie like expressed to me that she wanted me to find the sound and that I had as much time as I needed to be able to find that sound mm-hmm. um, so I just and and I made it clear to Katie and uh, my whole team over at at a unsub that um, I, I don't like to really tend to stick to to genre, um, I'm, I'm very experimental. So mm-hmm. I, I said that my is in my voice, so I wanna work with everybody and anybody uh, that I see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah, go do it. So I went to the studio immediately and now I'm like 150 songs in. I have a list on my phone of songs that I collect. After every session I go home and wow. write it down like a crazy person. <laughs> no that's yeah wow so 100 and you've only what put out the two though two records i've only put out two um you know i think my label is definitely um a believer in time and that it can take a lot of time but um it it, me putting out the two records was definitely me stressing like y'all I'm ready. Let's, Let's get this go. show. The road. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's time. Um, so luckily they were, uh, you know, uh, very. Uh, what's the word? I guess they responded well and decided mm-hmm. to let me go ahead and start releasing. Um, and luckily, my label likes what I'm doing. So I get to, you know, release what I want. Um, so, yeah, I'm two songs in and the third one is coming in January. Amazing.
0: Singing. I love the first I, two you got. They're they're amazing. Why you texting me, it was the know. first one you, you put out. Um, yes. wh- when was this? Where like, where are we at as far as like when COVID happened? Did that create more time for you to be in the studio and record or did it affect you as yeah. far as like not being able to work with people? And was were you working on this, these these 150 songs over the course of the beginning of 2020
1: on? Yeah, well, I started in in April of 2019 after my trip to Coachella. Ah, yes. Oh, nice. Every time, Every time I think about <laughs> April, I think about that trip. It was great. Um, yeah. And I started immediately. Um, and I guess it was just a collection of just the songs that I had made over the past um, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID really didn't slow me down much. Um, luckily, my the studio that I work out of is very compliant. um mm-hmm. and very strict about reinforcing rules. So everything was very safe, um, but yeah. we did take like maybe like a month and a half gap for sure. And then like uh, Zoom, I think that's when Zoom had its asurgence, you know, oh, and like sure.
0: so there was where Skype just with- totally missed the mark, man. I was talking to about to this earlier, guy, but like, <laughs> yeah, blew it, blew it. it was,
1: yeah, I, I you know, but I think nobody saw it. This coming, I don't think Uh-oh. anybody really saw it coming. No, no, so no. Uh, I feel bad for Skype because this was really the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they must have been sleeping when this happened. What happened? Yeah, um, it
1: was a lot. I think they just panicked. But yeah. Zoom sessions definitely came in and played a part. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2020, and then um, before you know it, I was before you knew it, I was back in the studio. Really, so I don't think I really missed a beat.
0: You that's know. good. And you're also you did a, a movie for Netflix, and which spun out into like what? Tell it's a tel- is series on Netflix now
1: yeah the series on Netflix and the movies on Netflix is called All of the alligator boys so I recorded a bulk of that in uh 2020 um as well so during and how, did the that, how did that how did that relationship
0: start like do, were you in acting prior to that or is it because I know you obviously sing a lot in the show
1: Yeah well I did some acting but acting never really, took off and I decided that I was like going to prior prioritize music. And then Makes I sense. think it just happened. It happened very organically with that movie because I got an email from um, some cast from a casting director that told me that people were looking for me over at Netflix and how to get in touch with me. And I was like, OK, here's my manager's contact. And then before you know it, I had a audition in like June of 2018. And Mm -hmm. then I wound up getting the part like five months later. um, And they told me that I had already gotten the part. And I think my audition really was them watching the TV show because my personality really uh, shined through on Mm -hmm. on the TV show and like uh, my animated way of speaking, um, especially when I get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that was like my audition process really. um, And it just happened. And I started recording in 2019 and all the way through the pandemic. Wow. Is it different recording something like that versus a record of your own? Yes, because you're not you're not writing the records. So um, it it is different. But luckily for me, I I'm a singer, you know, Mm -hmm. so I I love to be able to translate any story that um, is necessary of me telling, you know, and I and I love to do it in my own way. So um, it was still very liberating the the song making experience because they were they were great songs they are great songs and yeah, they are. I had so much fun making I was allowed to make them my own um so yeah but it, it is it is extremely different extremely different there's just like an objective um, right. that you go into the studio for us to like record the song so you'll get the songs prior to the sessions and then you go and, and record them but it's it's just as fun for sure
0: yeah, that's cool. That is cool. So talk to me about the the two you have out. So why you texting me was the first song that you ever put out as a yes a, under your new you know identity and everything. Right.
1: Yeah, it's it's the first one, which I I, I really didn't um, see it happening, but there was like this uh, the. the Songwriters that uh, made it with me, um, shout out to Harlow and um, Faraz, who's also uh, one of my label mates. Um, The songwriters that have written it with me were um, already like clued in on like the deal that was happening. Mm -hmm. So it was like uh, I should have put two and two together that this was like the first song that that was probably going to come out. But I just didn't see it coming, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: And then the ne- you put out recently Hopeful, Hopeful.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I released Hopeful about a month ago. Also, just to touch on why you texted me like I know that I wanted a. Ballad of some sorts for my first mm-hmm. song, um, but it's funny when I go into the studio, Adam, I'm not like really writing ballads a lot of the time, which is something mm-hmm. that I actually want to get get into uh, really soon, just writing more, get on my Adele tip, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I definitely kn- knew that I wanted something slow and something that would be a good introduction to my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why You Texted Me was actually like the perfect song to put out for me, the perfect first song. And I mm-hmm. think everybody was aware that, that that's why it is. And it's like super relatable, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it definitely talks to like the emotional uh, generation that I am a part of and mm-hmm. how sometimes we get definitely caught up in the whole relationship uh, fiasco um, yes. and how it definitely is detrimental to us, you know, more than instrumental a lot of the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and it definitely touches on that but like i'm super grateful for the success that is required and like the amount of streams like mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's doing awesome crazy. and it's same with really the new great. one hopeful is doing awesome as well
1: same with the new one hopeful is something that i oh my god like just the whole songwriting experience with hopeful was was great because very seldomly do i like to touch on um you know my my positive personality and song like it's mm-hmm. just weird it's like holding up a mirror to you for a two-hour session you know so it, <laughs> it could be weird but I it was special it was a special feeling that day and I was like you know what I do want to touch on this like um I I'm a big collaborator so um who I collaborated with that day was like you have this you know bright energy and I was like oh thank you and they was like let's write about it and I was like cool so then I started you know doing my pacing around the studio and like thinking of what the verse is going to be and then like just I came up with like Misery Loves Company um and that's how literally how it how the song started and from wow. there
0: just Rest yeah is history there you go Rest is history.
1: <laughs> yeah you said you got a new song coming out next month as well I have a new song yes called I don't know if I'm supposed to give the title away but by the time this gets put out Adam I'm pretty sure I'll have released the cover <laughs> art or whatever so um this is probably like I'm probably releasing it next week um but it's called show some teeth okay and it's pretty much about telling somebody to smile more like when I envision the song like while singing it I definitely envision you know that person that's like trying to holler at somebody and it's like yo you should smile more. Let me see them teeth. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then it, it it's also like at the same time versus telling a person to smile more. It's also encouraging you to like, you know, like show some grit, you know, mm-hmm. about life, like stop being so miserable. Like, you know, there's a lot to smile about, but it's much more edgy than what I'm making it out to. be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot wait to hear it. And I really yeah. appreciate your time, Michael. You are so
0: awesome. Thank you so oh, much for doing this. Adam.
1: Oh my gosh, of of course. This was really great. Um, I'm loving the setup right now, like all the crystals in the back. But also yeah. you were you're were amazing, Adam. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank this you.
0: Is- I do have one more quick question for you. I want to know if yes, you have any
1: any advice for aspiring artists. Oh my God. Um so much. Um always <laughs> stay true. Always stay true to yourself. Um make sure before you get into this, that you're doing it for the love of music and not anything else, because nothing will be able to carry you for the rest of your life. If you're pursuing music, no other love or no other motivation besides the love for music will be able to carry you through your career. So before you start it, really make sure you're doing it for the love of music and also for the love of people, you know, for, um, making sure you're doing it so that they have something to smile about and and giving them hope you know and and positive vibes you know so um so stay true to yourself and also never take no for an answer